this is my movie and this is my life. Uh, okay, be cool. What's up, everybody? RevivalHouse.net presents BTM Podcast. We're going to do a very special commentary. I say that every single week because I do think legitimately they're all special. They're all special! This one really is. This is our favorite child this week until next week when we have another favorite child. But we're going to be doing The Disaster Artist. We're doing that shit. You're probably wondering, how the fuck are they doing it? We're in the theater, motherfuckers. We're together. <laughs> we're in the theater. Um... Man, that this would be the time to see that movie in the theater, man. Because when I went, there was a bunch of annoying ass people. There was actually a pretty big turnout when I when I saw it opening weekend, uh, and I hate it. The only and I got excited because I went to the theater and it was it was empty. And granted, I was like 15 minutes early. I'm like, all right, there ain't gonna be that many people. But as soon as fucking the actual time hit when it was starting, man, that's when everybody rolls in. Why the fuck? I never did that. I always showed up early. And I, and I well, it, I'm it gets your heart. So it gets your your. Uh, hopes up, yeah. Hopes up. That's what I fucking meant to say. It gets your hopes up because it's like, all right, man. I got in the back. I kicked my legs up, and I was getting really comfortable. And then the worst is when somebody comes up and sits right next to you or like in your vicinity, and everybody does that. It's like, dude, come on. There's a whole theater up there. I got here first. Kind of let me have this domain up here. You know, don't fucking come crowd around me. I think the only but- time I went to the movie and I was the only one in there the entire time was I went and watched uh, Splice. Remember that movie? Mm. Yeah, I do. With Adrian, whatever. Adrian Brody. Yeah. Adrian, I have no career, Brody. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's, let's, we, we could share this story here in a second because I have a story as well that, uh, I don't, I don't recall I've ever told you, but let's go ahead and start the movie. Uh, I think when we start it off, it's going to be, we're just going to start right at the Warner Brothers logo, right? Mm-hmm. So once we hit play, it's going to fade into Warner Brothers and we're going to get this show on the road. Big fan of this movie. I can't say I've seen a lot of movies uh, in 2017, so you know the competition maybe isn't there. But this is my favorite movie of 2017. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so let's go do a three, two, one countdown. Uh, three, two, one, play. Hell yeah! There it is. Yeah, man. I don't. I di- I'm guilty. I did not see that many movies. That's how dry Hollywood is because uh, it's pretty sad. But I think most of the movies that I saw in theaters were those cookie cutter blockbuster movies you know yeah. i mean it's like this is an exception but of course but i saw like spider-man i saw guardians of the galaxy i saw um did alien covenant come out in 2017 i think so yeah it did man t- where's time going uh, so yeah it was kind of like those movies you know there's th- th- that just tells you and they're all franchise movies there's no this is an exception. This is one of those movies I wish we'd have more of. These unique type movies. I always kind of like whenever people like put out their end of the year best of list. I always watch like those ones. So yeah, like a lot of the best of movies, I probably won't even see till late, like sometime this year. So I mean, yeah, and I, I don't know, but you were talking about the movie theater when we were talking about 
Adrian crooked nose. I have no job. Brody. Oh, his nose is fucking epic. We could all live in that nose if, if like a nuclear holocaust happened. Yeah, I'm wondering if this commentary is going to be good because like I I don't know. We, this is only my second time viewing it, so. Oh, there's the man, Kevin Smith. He's the greatest director writer ever. I, I don't recall seeing Kevin Smith in this this lineup when I was watching it in theaters. Was he here on the theater? I guess. I, I guess he had to. Have been. I'm trolling you because I know you don't like him. I don't. I've said this a lot. I, I as a person, I think he's really cool. I like listening to his podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, I like listening to his vlogs, watch his vlogs, and I I like his uh, his opinions on his overall fanboyism. I mean, he really does come off like you and me, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but his films, I'm just not a big fan of. Did you, know, you watch so Yoga Hosers or whatever? No, it looks terrible. It I was the worst it. fucking movie of his career. I don't like his movies that much. So why would I watch the one that looks like it's the fucking worst? Yeah. But see, I like how they use the same font from the movie. It's great. They th- these guys did such an amazing job of capturing everything. Hey, there's a uh, Kim Jong Un from uh, the fucking interview. His brother played him, or the, the other guy. guy. Oh, okay. Yeah, the guy who pl- the Asian guy. I didn't even know the Asian guy there. I was just yeah. You don't see color. I didn't notice, yeah. I was actually just looking at his brother because I was thinking, like, why'd they put his brother? That was a weird casting choice. Well, I, I, it might have been a budget thing, too, because this was literally James Franco's baby, and I don't know how many people really wanted to make it, and everything's in-house. Like, he even said I couldn't have made this movie without my family. He's probably right. He got his brother cast next to him, and then uh, Greg Sestero's woman in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's played by his real life wife. Oh, really? Yeah, uh, Dave Franco's wife, Allison Brie. Um, and of course, you got Seth Rogen, who's going to do what he's going to help him out. It, it, it's funny because it's got a lot of names in it, but yet it's got a real indie feel, you know. And I think it was just done by a lot of yeah, uh, like right there, Melanie Griffith. Where she's been? Yeah, well, and well, that's another thing too. He gets a lot of cameos, but a lot of them are has been actress. So Melanie Griffith, you have Sharon Stone as the uh, manager. Remember, mm-hmm. he goes and gets uh maybe not his manager, but his uh. Whatever. Yeah. See, Agent. in the book, this wasn't the first time he'd met Tommy or, or seen him around. Yeah, let's talk about that because you've read the book. Oh, right? oh, there she was. That was a. Uh, that was her. Oh, yeah, yeah that was a. Uh, Leia Thomas, Marty McFly's mom's daughter. Yeah, she has a really small part. That was it. <laughs> well, now she's she's acting with him too. Oh, really? Yeah. We gotta admire the bot. Dude, I, this this opening scene's great though. It, it does a great job of really just sucking you in mm-hmm. of what you're what you're in for. This was a good part to start with, yeah. Yeah, the first time they met in the book, they were in class, and he just kind of heard him talking to some other guy in in French or something. Oh, he was speaking French. Yeah, yeah. That's this is a way better intro. <laughs> Who's that bad though? Dude, you can't. They don't even have any close-ups of her face. <laughs> like she's zoomed out the whole time. That's why I didn't even notice it was her. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, look, can you tell it's her? Looks, she looks like a blurred-out blip. Yeah. She's all blurry, like a uh, PlayStation One fucking character, like Final <laughs> Fantasy Eight or something. <laughs> Their faces just look like a thumb. Like there's no texture to them, just like little shadows. He was doing the um. When he was doing the little dry hump thing in the air, I mean, maybe they cover their bases with that scene there, but that's the one thing they didn't touch into in this movie is when he's like, ah, ah, you know, humping the blanket or whatever. 
He starts doing it while they're filming it, and they're just like, what the fuck's he doing? Have you seen this yet? Yeah. Okay. But at the end of the movie, that's one of the jokes they don't crack is when he's doing that. Like, what's he doing? They don't They don't touch that one. Yeah. It's it's just barely mentioned in the book, too. It's just like he started doing it while they were filming it, and they were all just like, what the fuck? It's funny, too, because no one thought that movie would ever come out. And I guess, mm-hmm. like... The movie kind of makes it look like Greg's first time watching it is in the theater. But by that mm-hmm. time, like, Tommy'd already given him a rough cut and he'd already, like, watched it with his family and laughed his oh. ass off about it. <laughs> watched it with your. F- I'd have to watch it by myself first, man. <laughs> you hang out with little kids? Is that what he says? Yeah, something like that. Oh, your friend, little kid? <laughs> little kid? Little kid? Yeah. Imagine if, like, he started making movies for all the shitty movies now, like a Troll 2 movie. Yeah, he's incapable of saying his T's or D's. Yeah. Cow? <laughs> See, look, you, you can notice, like, even if you didn't know who these guys were, it's like, those guys look the same. You can? I, I don't I don't think so. I think they look different enough. You think? Yeah, and I was thinking about that as well. Uh I think the prosthetic on his nose, and I think I think James Franco does a great job of really losing himself into the character. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you look at him now. When I see Greg Sestero there, uh, Dave Franco, I still see Dave Franco. I do yeah. uh, because he's not in, he's not in that much of a character. I mean, if anything, I was watching uh, Channel Awesome. You know, Doug Walker, the nostalgia critic, mm-hmm. and he was saying he knows Greg Sestero because he's got a history review in the room, and Tommy was so threatening lawsuits to get. <laughs> His review pulled down. And is, have you have you listened to his interview with Tommy Wiseau? No, dude, he's just shitting on him the whole time. Yeah, he does an interview. He did an interview with Tommy Wiseau, and it's all audio, and it's great because he's kind of making fun of him the whole time, and Tommy Wiseau doesn't realize he's making fun of him, which makes it even funnier. He's like saying all these passive things that are kind of sarcastic, mm-hmm. uh, but it's really funny. Anyway, I thought you meant Tommy Wiseau was shitting on nostalgia. No, no, the nostalgia critic was. Um, anyway, I guess he became friends with uh, Greg Sestero in the, since then, in the last you know five years, whatever. He's been just shitting on this movie because I guess uh, Sestero would always kind of come to his aid and kind of act as the mediator when Tommy was trying to fucking take his shit down and you know mm-hmm. go after him. That's kind of what uh, people do, yeah. Whatever they find out, people like it for the wrong reasons. Like who's that? You ever hear that guy that made Cool Cat? No, they're supposed to be like these these kid friendly movies. Like he may, he lives in Hollywood. And he he's friends with like a couple little celebrities that make cameos in them. Like the guy from Chips was in one of them. Eric Estrada. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Random. And it's supposed to just be like some kind of new mascot, like Barney. But it's funny because it's so shitty. And the guy playing in the costume, he just sounds like he's behind a mask the whole time because they didn't overdub his his dialogue. So it's it's even bit funnier. I see. That's not a uh, cool cat. That's a lame name. Do you remember in the? Did you ever see the Aristocats? Yeah, the Disney movie. Yeah, I remember that. They got a guy in there called Scat Cat. He shits another cat's mouth. Cool. He said, "Lay some skin on me, Scat Cat." But uh, no, back to uh, Doug Walker. So he made a video reviewing the the disaster artist here, and it was just it was out of character. It wasn't one of his uh, nostalgia critic videos. It was just him in front of a camera talking about it. And he said, you know, I know Greg Sestero, and I was watching this movie, and he said the same thing. I'm looking at I'm looking at Dave Franco play him, and he says he said the movie he loved the movie, but he says like yeah, he's like I was watching Dave Franco, and he's like 
he wasn't really acting. He's like, he played the part amazingly, but he really wasn't, he didn't really act like Greg Sestero, you know? Yeah, it'd be hard to even guess what Greg Sestero, what he'd act like. But he like. said, yeah, no no one even cares because no one knows him really, but he knows him on a personal level. He's like, yeah, he doesn't, he just kind of, he just kind of acts like Dave Franco, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but he said Tommy was so, he said uh, James Franco loses himself in the character. He's like, I had a hard time watching this and not seeing Tommy Wiseau. And that that's that's my impression, is I do get lost in it. You mm-hmm. kind of accept him as Tommy Wiseau. So in that sense, you don't I don't notice them being brothers. I just kind of lose myself in it. And yeah, they really did do that whole scene in a, a packed fucking diner too. And they, they didn't put in some of like Tommy's quirks, like just weird things. Like he always orders like hot water to drink. For some reason, Wait, but but so you're saying the uh, the diner wasn't planned? They weren't extras? Oh no, they really did that in the book too. Those are probably oh, extras, but but yeah. the movie but the movie was filmed. Okay, yeah. yeah. Does he explain? Does he explain why he wanted him as a grown man to go and play toss a football in the park? I don't know. Yeah, he just had it when he picked him up, and then yeah, he's like, yeah, bring football. What's his deal with the football, man? He's like, he doesn't look like the kind of guy that can, well, he can't throw a football. (laughs) It kind of just seems like he saw him playing football and like, oh, that's what normal people do. Bring the football. We'll do that. It's American. I'm American hero. It looked like he was wearing like Jinkos with a bunch of chains. It's funny. I've been watching the uh, Q&As. He's been doing a lot of, ever since the movie came out, he's been doing a lot of um, screenings of the room, you know, and live appearances. Mm-hmm. And I've been watching him on Facebook because he goes, they go live every time they have one. And I watch him do the meet and greets. Dude, he's actually really funny and really witty in his own, like, stupid way. Mm-hmm. Like, in his own Tommy way, like the things he says, they still don't make he's, sense. He's but on he's still Twitter quick. now. You follow him? Uh, no, I'm not really, I don't really go on Twitter. Uh, yeah, he's on there. I, I followed him. Um, but I see all his shit on, on Facebook and I, I assume a lot of the stuff just gets copy and pasted over there. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's really funny. He's witty in his own weird Tommy way. And, uh, I'm going to be in New York this week and I, I go, I'm going to be there on the 10th and that's when they're doing a screening. I'm sure it's sold out, but I, I'm, I want to see if maybe I can get tickets. It's one of the ones where he's at it mm-hmm. and I could add, you get, you get to line up and ask him a question and go up to him one by one. He'll put the mic in front of your face. And he just kind of like shits on everybody. He'll make jokes or whatever and kind of make you look like an idiot. It's funny. Street U- Fashion USA. That's one of the. That's the company Tommy owns. I missed it. Where was the video? Where it was just like a big sign setting randomly. Oh, do they get a real picture of Tommy with soda put in that picture? Because that picture looks fake. I don't know. It might. It might have been fake. Yeah. Locks. Oh, there it is. A little bit nosy guy. <laughs> That's what. Remember the the fucking like little commercial he made where he's like to be or not to be. Yeah, I sent it to you. Yeah, that was for street fashion. Yeah. And in the street fashion building, actually shows up in the room just like in exterior shots. Oh, does it really? It's just like a big building that doesn't really look like anything. I almost die. So how did this uh, part differ in the book? He just brings him back to his apartment, and he doesn't try and touch his fucking dinghy. Yeah, this is pretty much just like it is in the book. He's just does he ever in the book? Does Greg Sestero ever talk about? Yeah, I didn't really because he he's got this weird 
at, towards the end, it's almost like an asexual vibe. But you, if you don't know the guy, like, look, I mean, if you were Greg Sestero in this situation, you wouldn't know what this guy's motives were at the start, right? Like, is this guy fucking gay? Yeah, there was stuff like that in the book. Like, he didn't know he going in. Calls his- him pretty, pretty boy. He calls him babyface. Babyface, mm-hmm. what it is. Babyface. What about that line that they're going to make here uh, soon where he's like, you want to share a bed with me? <laughs> oh, that's really creepy or whatever he says. <laughs> is that in the book? I don't remember if that specifically, but yeah, he was wondering, like, is this is this guy like me? Like, what's going on here? Well, I mean, come on. You got this older guy with money and he picks up this young guy and he's just like being extra nice to him and lets him stay in <laughs> this apartment for free. I mean. Come on, you you'd have to think he wanted to suck your cock. Yeah, and the the mom thing was like a bigger thing in the book too, because she was really afraid that he was some kind of a pedophile. No, he's that not. They were going off together and stuff. I would too, man. And I think they do a good job in this movie of uh giving you that eerie vibe, but not really addressing it. Mm-hmm. You know, because everything about it's just so weird. He's kind of got like that Michael Jackson complex. You know, maybe that's all it is because he he doesn't tell you how old he is and he keeps you know he he kind of wants to be younger he wants to, I, I kind of interpret it now as he sees himself more as a contemporary like he wants to be this young attractive guy right yeah because that's what it is he's the ugly frankenstein but no he's he's not a frankenstein he's gonna be the american hero and and the pretty boy the young pretty boy he's the villain right in his movie he's mm-hmm. the backstabber yeah so i think it's just more of a psychological thing and a jealousy thing and he he probably feels like he's getting too old and he didn't get, you know, he didn't achieve things early enough. Well, they don't, they don't clarify when he had his little, his car wreck and he had this epiphany to be an actor. I mean, you'd be interested to, I'd be interested to see where, what he was doing. Like, what was he doing before that? What age was he when he had this car wreck? Mm-hmm. I mean, did, is this, is being an actor something he always kind of, fantasized about but never really realized it or is it literally did it just fall in his lap like yeah i want to do this mm-hmm. it, it almost seems like we could find out someday that tommy is wanted by like some kind of fbi or not like in the usa but somewhere and he's just like Dude, changed his identity and shit yeah i it's funny you say that because last night i was watching unsolved mysteries and i had this weird little like daydream where it's like what if i saw a skit on here and then they, at the end of it, they showed, if you've seen this man, and it was Tommy Wiseau, like, holy shit. And um, he's like, but of course, since then, he's changed his hair, grew out his hair, and dyed it black. And, you know, like he's got an alias. Because <laughs> they always show the updates, and they catch him. They've got blonde hair, and it's cut and shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, as you would. But I was like, oh, man, what if one of these guys that strangled some old lady uh, was Tommy Wiseau, and the real Tommy Wiseau had glasses and short hair, and he had a totally American accent. And this whole fucking thing was a put-on. <laughs> like oh, I go guy, you know. Yeah, but, it talks about that in the like, book. That he's he- like Ro- he's like Robert Stack dead. Who laughed last now? <laughs> it does. It talks about that in the book, like how he came up with why so shit. Oh yeah, because that's not his real name. And like yeah, his actual like driver's license has a fake birthday on it, so it's like. Like whenever Greg sees it, it's like, did he just fucking make You're his own You're not twenty five. Yeah. You're not twenty five. Well, like I said, man, those guys on Unsolved Mysteries, whenever they find a man, they, they always reveal that they had like twenty licenses and IDs from different states and different names and stuff. Mm-hmm. See, like this this scene is kind of creepy. 
because you you don't know his character yet. You kind of feel like he's gonna like reach his le- his hand over and touch his inner thigh or something, and try and yeah. put the moves on. I him. wonder if there's anybody that doesn't know about the room that saw this and was just kind of seeing it from like it would it would it would be a totally different dynamic because obviously we're watching it and we know that obviously certain things didn't happen, but it's still creepy though. But yeah, if you've never seen it, it would weird you out. And not to mention James Franco is always doing gay shit like in every one of his movies. Um, <laughs> Wouldn't surprise me. That'd be so weird if he did to his brother, though. <laughs> God, oh, he had to like kiss his brother or try and put a move on his brother. It's weird. <laughs> but it's great. It's a really good. Uh, this is such a good character study. I mean, on the outside, it kind of looks like a comedy, but I don't know. At the end of it, you, I don't know. You kind of dislike Tommy Wiseau, but you kind of feel for Tommy Wiseau, and then you kind of admire Tommy Wiseau. But at the start, you're kind of scared of him too. Yeah. It really is a really good character Like in the study. book, yeah, when he gets jealous of him and stuff, he starts doing some weird shit. So he's going to get jealous in this movie, too, when he gets the new chick. Yeah. and, uh, and that, Which is a great scene where he wants to move out, and it's just uh, really funny. But what uh, I like all this 90s shit. He's got like a seven poster. Mm-hmm. No, so how does that differ? What's the weird shit he does in the book? Um, yeah, he just, it almost seems like he's manipulating him and shit. It's just, yeah, it's weird. But it it comes off like Tommy has like a weird uh, innocence where it's like he doesn't realize what he's doing. It doesn't seem malicious, really. Yeah. He just seems like a weird dude. Hey, he's like Michael Jackson. Yeah. I'm sorry, man. I mean, I know Greg Sestero wrote the book and everything, and he's like producing the movie and stuff, but... Man, if I watched this movie, if I was Greg Starr and I was watching this 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 movie play out with different people playing me, I would feel like such an idiot. Like, man, like he's just being a really good friend. Like, God, how could I be so naive? Yeah. I don't know. I just I, I'd feel like such an idiot because he's young. But how old is he? Like nineteen, twenty one? How old is he? I don't remember. Yeah, he's probably Dave Franco's like now. Dave. Dave Franco's like fucking thirty three. It's funny how he's playing these young guys. Mm-hmm. I have an idea. Why don't you guys come in for? I'll hop at I like this part. <laughs> yeah, like it's just hold on. I just want to watch it. Yeah, this part's great. This part's amazing. I've heard that. That's that. Yeah, that was in the book too. I was like, dude, Tommy, that's funny. Dude, he's, he's funny, man. What? <laughs> what? How? How? It would have been maybe it would have been a much different dynamic if he had a father there too. Like, get the fuck out of this weird pedo's car. <laughs> but he's nineteen. You know what are they gonna do? You cry. That's, that's so weird, man. Because I don't know. I'm surprised. I know he kind of raced out of there, but and she didn't have much of a chance to talk to him. But man, I would have had to have gotten out of my mouth. Like, man, this guy's gonna want fucking touch her dick. Like, are you dumb? Look at this guy; he's weird. I would have asked him, like, hey, is he gay? Is he have a girlfriend? What's going on? Which, by the way, does he ever address anything like that with Tommy Wiseau when they were living together? Did he ever have any girls over? Did he ever show interest in girls, or is he completely no. like asexual? No, he seems like he's completely asexual, like Michael Jackson, right? Yeah. I mean, I understand people are private about that sometimes, and it's kind of personal, but, like, if this guy lived with him, you know? Yeah, this is kind of different, too, because uh, 
in the book, he doesn't really, they don't just like live together right away. He tells them oh, like, really? oh yeah, I got a apartment in California I pay for. And he's just like, how the fuck do you do? It's not really addressed, but like they take him there. He shows them a place and then he immediately leaves. Like I got business to do. Oh, okay. And then he comes back like maybe once every couple months and is like, well, how you doing? Oh, that's pretty fucking rad. Yeah, so it's it's even weirder because it's like, where the fuck is he going? Like, it, there's a couple parts where it talks about how he makes bootleg pants, and that's what oh, he yeah. sells at street fashion. I don't know, but that's so that's so weird, man. I'd feel so weird staying in someone's apartment. Like, just met him, and they're like, "Okay, I'll see you in a month," and I'm just living there. Like, I would know who knows I live there. How how many other people have access to that apartment? Is somebody gonna fucking stab me in the throat in the middle of the night? Mm-hmm. You missed the part, though. He's like, "Hi, just joking." Ha 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 ha. You don't want to shut bad with me? <laughs> yeah, that'd be weird, dude. Like, you want to live in the house I own? Like, why do you own a house there that you don't live in? Yeah. How fucking loaded is this guy? It would just be weird. It just... This this whole story kind of sounds oh, like dude, a start. What if he's that guy that... <laughs> remember that unsolved mystery about the guy that, like... He uh he ripped off a bunch of money and then jumped out of the plane and they never found yeah, him. Yeah, what if that's, that's the greatest one? What? If, yeah, they don't know who he is and he works for fucking uh, Boeing. <laughs> that'd be hilarious if we find that out. Uh, yeah, no, that'd be great. That's that's one of the greatest uh, unsolved mysteries. I of. can't remember that guy's name. I don't remember his name either, but I think uh, one of the updates on there was that they have somewhat of a soft lead again. Do they? Well, it was. They'll probably never find him, but basically back then, certain technologies didn't exist, and now uh, with certain like fibers and shit, they were able to trace that the guy um, that the fibers left behind belonged on a uniform that were distributed to people that used to work for Boeing. So they kind of put it together with somebody that used to work for Boeing, you know, the jet. Yeah, it was weird, too, because after like he, he got away with the money, it's like, why did he do that? Because he was worth more than he got. Like, oh yeah, yeah. So it's like, what if that's just Tommy's mo? He just keeps doing the shit, and it, it adds up. He's done it. Dude, that that guy was a that guy was a real life James Bond villain. He's yeah. awesome, yeah. and he didn't hurt. He didn't end up hurting anybody or whatever. He kind of got away. It's like the fact that he pulled off such an elaborate crime, and, and it, it's almost like he deserves it. Like, let him have the fucking money because he didn't really take that much money. You know? Yeah, he really didn't take. I mean, when you we think about oh, his name was D. B. Cooper. But, uh, yeah, no, I was saying, like, this whole thing, this whole setup of this too-good-to-be-true weird situation of a of an old guy picking up this young boy, him staying in this uh, lavish apartment, it literally starts off like a reenactment of a, a Unsolved Mysteries crime. And then Greg Sestero was never seen again. I'd still hit the cat woman. That's not her. That's fucking Sharon Stone, dude. Oh, my bad. I'd still hit them both, though. <laughs> That's Sharon Stone. No one wants to work with her anymore. It's weird how she got a little cameo in this. Because it's weird all the cameos. A lot of the cameos in this are like old washed up stars. It's really weird. Yeah, it's funny because they never touch on it. But uh, Greg's first role that he gets through that agency was a puppet Puppet master. Retro puppet master. (laughs) Which one was it? Which puppet master? Retro puppet master. It was like the seventh movie. Is he the star? Or is he just like a bit part? Really? He plays a young Andre too long. I'm gonna look it up right now. I I'm not a fan of the Puppet Master series. 
Really? There's more misses than hits. Yeah, I just Yeah, it's just it's just too cluttered. I'm looking at it right now. I'm looking at the pictures. Wow. That's him, alright. Dude, Greg Sestero, he looks like uh kinda looks like a young Bruce Jenner. I like this, yeah, this 90s, like, dance music. The rhythm of the night. <laughs> yeah, it's really funny. I like how in the movies at these clubs, the music always gets quieter when someone starts talking to somebody. Yeah, it never happens. You can't, you can't hear anybody. You're like, God, you're the fucking... Or if they're at a concert and they're talking to each other without having to yell in each other's ears. Yeah. Yeah, it's dumb. The music quiets. And he, how can he hear him? Or maybe he can't. Maybe just look at him talking. <laughs> he can read lips. It, he's just looming. Yeah, but that's his real life. That's his real life wife, Allison Brie. Uh, Greg's or? Uh, no, that's Dave Franco's real life wife. Oh. Yeah. Allison Brie, that sounds familiar. Is she an yeah, actor? She, yeah, she's an actor. I think she was on Community. Oh. Uh, Mad Men. But I started watching Mad Men. I got like three or four episodes in is it good it's okay i know some people absolutely love it uh, i never got never gave it a chance that chick ready with to the rumble? huge ass tits you see ready to rumble yeah that movie's great so yeah like when tommy actually decided he's gonna stay with them was kind of later on in the book after a couple months there's also a part where uh I don't remember if it was while they were f- like right before they started filming. Yeah, it was right before they started filming the room before he gave up the idea. Or like I think he wrote a lot of it while it was going on, but he like I got to go. He was like really depressed and he was just being really vague like I got to go. Like I got to go back to uh my my home country and and make some money. I'm almost out of money or something like that. And he disappeared for like months. And uh Greg would get random calls from him, and he'd be like, "I I miss you. I miss, I can't talk. I gotta go." And he'd hang up. <laughs> it's just like, what the fuck? It, he actually felt bad for him. Like, what was going on? He's a uh, he's amazing man. This guy, this guy's nuts. And I mean, I remember because uh, the room came out in, what oh three oh four something like that. I remember some years back, there was still contemplation that maybe he was just a big troll and it was a big act, you know, kind of like an Andy Kaufman type thing. <laughs> but no, not at this point, man. This guy is all in. If he, <laughs> This guy is, he's just so fascinating. I wish I could be a fly on the wall of his life. Mm-hmm. He must have been the weirdest fucking kid. So are they supposed to, is that indicating that he got into a car wreck and it fucking made him retarded in the head or something or what? It's hard telling. Because some people kind of, you know, my... He could be great- lying that the car wreck thing even happened. He could have just always wanted yeah. to be an actor. I have a great uncle. He when he was a he was a kid, he got to a bicycle accident and he hit his head, and he's just been uh, mentally stunted ever since. He kind of he's kind of like a child, really. Yeah, I mean, so that stuff happens, but he's just weird. He's not he's not stupid. He's weird. He's got like a social problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe go for real, but I can't talk to him. <laughs> it's hard to just not watch this because it's who i've only seen it once and i just want to watch it now i've only seen it once too i'm okay with it uh i'm okay with really bonding with it when it comes out on official blu-ray too because i want to see some special features for this too there's saw goodman man yeah isn't that weird though he also gave him the main bedroom and he just sleeps behind a curtain 
Yeah. See, in the book, that's kind of whenever they really start fucking getting pissed off at each other is when they separate each other with the curtain. And like, wait, but who separates who? Uh, Tommy. And he was like, Greg, you got to get the fuck out of here. Like, yeah, there was a point where he wanted Greg to leave the house. Was he crowding him? Yeah. It was around the time when, yeah, he was talking about getting married. I'm not Frankenstein. I'm not Frankenstein. You think he'd just listen to what this guy is telling him? Because this is the, the only guy in the whole movie that tells him he could do something <laughs> acting wise. <laughs> it's crazy, though, man. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> Today's the uh, tonight. As of this recording, tonight's the Golden Globes. I wonder if uh, I wonder if this movie's gonna win. Because uh, I hope. I mean, I don't give a shit about awards or anything like that, but. Just because I, I want to see, I would like to see Tom Wilson at the Academy Awards. It'll mm-hmm. be great. I just want to see it, and uh, because I hope James Franco wins his award for Best Actor, and I don't remember if the movie's Director nominated. Too. Maybe yeah, I hope he wins that because that stuff is usually a pretty good indicator of who's going to get nominated for Oscars, and then sometimes win. So I just want to see Tom Wilson on the red carpet with three belts. There really wasn't a lot of like high profile movies that came out this year like just off the top of my head like detroit i know will probably win an oscar uh, dude nobody saw that movie so that means yeah it'll win an oscar dude isn't that funny how the, the movies that nobody sees is the ones that won the oscars like nobody movies that don't have like mass appeal like blockbusters yeah yeah i i, I what is detroit even about i know it's got that guy from star wars i think it's about what? the riots in detroit Okay, did you see it? So you didn't see it? I have it. I haven't watched it yet. It's like three hours long almost. Can that guy carry a movie, though? Who was it? I didn't see who was in it. It's the guy from Star Wars. It's uh, Finn, the black guy from Star Wars. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Did you shake your fucking ice drink in the mic? I didn't mean to. (laughs) (laughs) My bad. Yeah, this guy's a prick. Yeah, he's an asshole. In, in, a, in a movie where all these celebrities play themselves, we have a celebrity not playing himself, which is kind of weird. And yeah, that's that's always kind of weird when they do that. Because when you see him, he's like, oh, it's Judd Apatow. But wait, he's not a Judd Apatow. But a second ago, we saw... Uh, no, it, not really, because cause we had Sharon Stone playing somebody else and stuff like that. But then you have Brian Cranston playing himself, you know? Yeah, that was a funny scene, too, because it's like, you forget it takes place in the 90s. And he's like, Brian Cranston from... Fucking Malcolm in the Middle. It's like, oh yeah, he was in that. He's doing his to be or not to be from his commercial. Yeah. But no, so, oh, I was wondering too if, um. Does Tommy realize that that line is about whether or not to commit suicide? Because he says it like he's so happy when he says it. (laughs) (laughs) No, I was wondering if the, if, when I saw the Brian Cranston scene, I was like, I wonder if that's different in the book. Because let me finish when I say this. Because it's like, did they just kind of write that for the movie? Because that's who they could get was Brian Cranston, or is that really in the book? I like, hey, I have a role in Malcolm in the Middle, and my my girlfriend knew Brian Cranston. In the book, I think he just wanted, he just had another uh, audition planned, and he didn't really get into it. He didn't get it because some actor specifically told him he should go do it. But yeah, but he, they didn't. He didn't specify on who or for what. 
I don't remember. It's possible he did, but I don't remember it off the top of my head. Because that seems like a part that was kind of just uh, wrote in for the movie. Like, hey, we got Brian Cranston. And that, that was something that Tommy kind of acted like an asshole about because he, he did make him shave his beard just so he couldn't have done the other movie or what the other role. Yeah, because in this movie... They, or, they originally had it scheduled for, like, weeks later for those scenes. Yeah, because in this movie, he needs the beard. Yeah. And then, I don't remember what he says when he comes back and tells him about it. He just all of a sudden says, no, you got a shave beard. Mm-hmm. You can't have it. No. It was in the script that he shaves the beard, and that was supposed to be some big moment <laughs> for some reason. But yeah, they were scheduled to shoot those scenes a couple months uh, later. It's a big twist. <laughs> Is that, doesn't, he, doesn't he always say it? Isn't he all about that? It's a twist. Yeah, what's funny, too, is I remember like the first time watching The Room, it sh- he walks in, and there's that little moment where you're supposed to realize, like, oh, he doesn't have his beard, and it's like, what the fuck? I didn't even notice what was different about him. That's the twist, man. <laughs> He's all about just throwing all these twists in movies. Like, I gotta have a lot of twists. Yeah, I never noticed it. He's weird. It's like real life, though. Gone. You could you could go to somebody's house that you've known your whole life, and then they they walk in like, oh, you notice anything different? No, I shaved. Oh, yeah, but yeah, you don't you don't notice that because like me, I go off and on of having a beard, and not a beard. So it's yeah. like I don't expect anybody to see me and be like, oh, because they're used to seeing me both ways. Yeah, if you were somebody that if you've known them the, your whole life and you got this big fucking Duck Dynasty beard and you show up with no beard, yeah, yeah. that's different. But I mean, someone like someone like me, man, I, I I literally shave once every couple of weeks, so it's like I just mm-hmm. nobody would notice. Give me chance. I don't think Tommy Wiseau can grow a beard. He doesn't look like he can. He'd look weird with a beard. He looks like he used to be a boxer or something, and he got fucking hit in the face a lot. Maybe that's why he's always not shaving his beard. Maybe B.B. Cooper had a beard when he did it. So he doesn't want to grow it again. They'll recognize me. I'm going to run with that. I think that is B.B. Cooper. So did you ever... um, You talk about the series of Puppet Master being hit and miss or whatever. Did you ever watch... Greg Sestero's Puppet Master? Um, I watched it once when it came out on video. And it was just before The Room? Like, it was before you knew about The Room? Because it came it was, out like yeah, four years prior. Yeah, it was before The Room, yeah. Yeah, oh, I've wow. only seen it once, and it was back when it was released on video. I was, I just remember being like, I don't know, I don't... I don't the, the idea of doing a fucking prequel where they're all made of wood or whatever is just... We've already seen that done. We've already seen a prequel. Part three was a prequel. I'm looking at it right now, and I don't know. He just looks like a young Caitlyn Jenner. So, 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 so he worked directly with Charles Charles Band. Um, I don't know if Charles Band did that one or not. That might have been one he just kind of because he did like the first one. And then they kind of get, I don't even think he directed the first one. By that time, I think Charles Band was the business guy. He, he kind of greenlit the movies and he picked a director and everything. But he's more involved with that series now. It's kind of. Yeah, now he is. Because that's, I don't know, that'd be fun. Because you always run into Charles Band all over the place. He's always like, he's not hard to contact. We could get Charles Band on a podcast right now, probably. I could probably call him right now and he'd probably answer the phone. Mm-hmm. I mean, did you ever hear about that thing with Charles Band where 
people were like, did he fucking rip a lot of people? Because, like, he, he, he found out that, like, big boxes, like, the VHS collectors were huge now. So mm-hmm. people were thinking that he reprinted, like, old big box covers and, and sold them. And he's like, I found these in a warehouse. That's kind of his always, he always, that's his go-to thing whenever he, like, wants to sell something. Like, because there was a, for a while, there was a Puppet Master DVD box set that they had to take off the shelf because they didn't have rights from Paramount. But then whenever he wanted to sell some more, he'd be like, I found some more in, in, in this, uh, you know, trailer or whatever. And people were like, I think he just makes more of them up and <laughs> charges more than yeah. they were. Yeah, I don't know. I've <laughs> this is funny. Is funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anything for my princess. And he really did this too. He really like had him read the whole script while they were there in front of him. Yeah. <laughs> in a few minutes, bitch. <laughs> In a few minutes, bitch. And, oh, yeah, there's this other thing, because uh, in the movie, he's like, great, you got to play Mark, and he, he he does it. But in the book, he was only the line producer, and there was another guy cast to play Mark. Oh, wow. And then, uh, basically, that's how the book starts, is they're in a diner, and he's telling them, I got a good idea. We'll, we'll, we'll bring you on. We'll tell the other Mark that, He's that you're gonna cut. You're gonna do the scenes after we get done shooting his scenes, because we're doing a, a demo reel for you. But really, we're only gonna shoot your scenes, and we're just gonna pretend like we're shooting the other Mark. <laughs> it's what? Like, because he didn't want to fire the other guy. <laughs> That's so fucking weird. But the guy found out like two days into production, and he left. But yeah, he That's had a so hard. He had a harder time getting uh, Greg to be in the movie because he knew how shitty the movie was going to be, so he didn't want to be in it. Did uh, Did he address them howling like a wolf doing a pinky promise? Did that really happen? <laughs> I don't remember. Because that's really weird. I like it when he asked him. Did you see that when he just asked him to be in the movie? He's like, "Are you serious?" He's like, "Well, I mean, if you don't want, maybe Johnny Depp available." <laughs> that's a fucking great line. Like, no, I want it. Yeah, this is a real place too. Like they really got this this place to let them shoot their movies there, which was like, how the fuck did Tommy afford all these real sets and shit? And it's funny because yeah, he just buys the cameras, <laughs> and they never really touched on the fact that like there's two cameras mounted next to each other. We oh, see the it digital and the uh... yeah, we see it in the movie, but they never really. He says it right here, but. Nobody, because yeah, it would have been that made it really hard to like shoot the movie because they had to be lit and everything differently for both cameras. So I'm sure a bunch of the digital stuff was just unusable. I'm sure, and the fact that this movie, when you hear about the budget for this movie, you're like, how the fuck? Like this guy just squandered his money. Mm-hmm. You know, he didn't know he didn't know how to film anything because what he was this movie three four million dollars five million dollars how much? Something crazy, yeah. Dude, this movie could have been made on Mm -hmm. (laughs) $20,000. You know? I mean, legit. Maybe that's that's today's terms, but still. And it probably... Somebody could have filmed this movie with their iPhone and probably made a better movie these days. Most of his money probably went into keeping it in theaters for two weeks, you know? Yeah, keeping that billboard up for like 
couple months. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, okay, we had to resync this shit. And let me just say, all you motherfuckers out there that say we don't show restraint, we go off on tangents, we talk about random stories and don't talk about the movie, we just showed some fucking hella restraint, maybe. You, you, can, you tell them what just happened right there. <laughs> so basically, we're at the scene right now where they're doing the casting call. The first and- time we watched this movie... Basically, we just split off into two timelines. The first time, that scene <laughs> reminded Aaron of something that happened a couple years ago. And then we went off on a tangent, right? And then we realized, holy shit, we just talked through the entire movie. We only had 20 minutes left of the movie. So then we we're like, let's go back to that casting call scene and re-record everything we just talked about. The casting call scene reminded me of my own Tommy was so experience when we were mm-hmm. making a movie. I won't get into it. And... uh <laughs> It's something that uh, Zach's always kind of wanted me to address or talk. You know, he knows about it, but it's a very interesting story. And like I said, it, I just had a relation. It made me rem- rem- I felt like I was close to Tom Wiseau. It was kind of like our own thing. And <laughs> yeah, man, he's like, okay, we can go ahead and talk about it. Like the, the BTM true Hollywood story. And, and then before we know it, we're, we're like 40 minutes later. And then we're at, like when we cleared up, I'm at the, we're at the end of the movie. And I'm like, man, I could have been talking more than 15 minutes. 45 minutes and so and then we yeah. realized like this movie isn't out yet so we might get a lot of hits on it we probably should re-record that yeah because it i got a little heated and i started i couldn't keep it together and as as i was talking i was getting more personal with it <laughs> my voice was getting raised and i was getting angry again maybe that'll a, get snipped out and released in a, a separate episode or, something. Eh, or maybe it's something better for the deep end honestly yeah. but uh yeah, man, and, and then we also realized that wow, there's a lot of stuff in here we probably need to bleep out because <laughs> it was getting real personal <laughs> names and shit. But anyway, you even, you even went on a tirade about uh, freaking what's his name? Uh, the what's his name? I can't think. Tom Savini being a slut. Oh my gosh. Okay, so we'll just save that for another time. But yeah. now it's funny. We're back full circle because so we're back at this part. Mm-hmm. And I have a feeling I was talking about it before this because I remember I stopped in my tracks to watch her lick the ice cream. Yeah, are you sure? Are you- we were we were talking about it, but yeah, you did stop for that little shot. Are we going to yeah, still? That make is it? when we started talking about it. We're still going to be able to get it out of there, though. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love this man. I did it. We've heard a lot of faith no more in our commentaries lately. Mm-hmm. Did you ever listen to uh, Mike Patton's newest uh, project, Dead Cross? Yeah. Do you like that? Yeah, it's good. I liked it, yeah. I liked it. They had the drummer from... uh, Slayer. Dave Lombardo. And the bass player from that band, The Locust, which I told you about. And you still haven't checked out, I think. No. But but I've listened to it, though. It's good, man. Uh, Mike Patton was... He appeared with Dillinger Escape Plan at one of their last Mm -hmm. shows in New York. They're one of their original guitar player too that lost he he like got nerve damage in his leg yeah. and hasn't been able to walk. He was at the last show too doing something on stage. It was like a three night thing and they had all their old people come up. They they had their original singer come up. I think they played their album with him or whatever. Dimitri the, Holy shit. Yeah, they they did a whole thing. They had like a double set, one with Dimitri and then one with uh, Greg. I tried like, to get to go to that because another band that I like, Daughters, also opened up. And they they broke up a couple years ago and are getting back together now. Yeah, man, I would have loved to have seen it. I regret not seeing them when they were here in Phoenix. I, I was just feeling tired. I was a dummy. I knew I'd regret it, though. But here we are. Look, Josh Hutcherson as uh, Denny. 
Dude, his Denny is scary, man. He looks like Denny. Yeah. Who who's he? Has he been in anything else? Yeah, he was in the fucking um uh What are those movies with Jennifer Lawrence? Uh, Mockingbird and what's oh, that, what are they? Uh yeah. The Killing Game or something like that. Hunger, uh, Hunger Games. Games. Isn't that yeah. funny, man? That's how that's how much that shit's a flash in the pan. That's like all people talk about for a few years, and then now, now it's been like <laughs> out of our psyche. We don't even remember what it is. Yeah. It's just so. I still remember that. Like you guys did an episode with Corey G, and he's like, "I can't wait till this movie comes out on Blu-ray. I'm gonna buy it, and I'm gonna make it my own cover, and I'm gonna call it Battle Royale with Cheese Edition." <laughs> <laughs> That's got to be on the soundboard. I love his, uh, I love his uh, fucking Bob Denver hat and his belly shirt. Wouldn't that be funny if since this like took place in the nineties, they had a bunch of people wearing jinkos and like chains. Like, cause, cause he was kind of wearing chains earlier. Yeah, I mean they do a pretty good job. It looks pretty nineties mm-hmm. to me. Yeah, I mentioned this on the the last version <laughs> too, but I, I'll, I'll have to re say it that this part doesn't really make sense because in the book they talk about how they shot this scene in this alleyway uh, set, but then ended up reshooting it on the the fucking top it of make, the building. Set. It makes more sense to be in here anyway. Mm-hmm. I mean, what's the purpose of moving it to the rooftop? I mean, I would have thought. Okay, maybe they're going to utilize the rooftop and have them hanging them over the roof or something as intimidation, but they don't even utilize it. Yeah, I don't remember what. Maybe the, it was a lighting thing? I don't maybe. know. Maybe. It was something. But yeah, they had to. This guy had already left. This, Even though uh, Tommy was like, he wanted everybody always on set, even if they're not filming a scene. And they were like, what? Why? This guy actually left because he just had this one little shot. But then, yeah, like he had to call him and get him back on set. Chris R. And it's funny how he calls him Chris R. Chris What's R? up, Chris R? <laughs> hey, Chris R. It's funny how some of the stuff I never noticed until like I see it in the movie. Why do I call him Chris R? I never really picked up on it. It's just something I never thought about. <laughs> Chris R, though. Yeah, it's retarded. That's like if I call you Zach W. It's because there's probably more than one Chris in the movie. Is there? Yeah. I think that's why the reason it gave in the book is there's two Chris so in the movie. Either you don't, we're not dumb. Like he would still call him Chris. <laughs> if if I knew two Zacks, I'd still call you fucking Zach. In our <laughs> private time, I wouldn't call you. Hey Zach W. <laughs> like don't be that aware of your audience. Only and, if like two Zacks are on the same screen at the same time, you'd probably have to call them one of them different. Or the fucking mastermind writer behind this could have not named two fucking people Chris. Right. Yeah. What's the deal there? It's funny too because like there's some actors that like how towards the end of the room there's random actors that show up and it's like who the fuck is that? Basically, oh, they, like yeah, the guy at the end of the party was replaced. Like who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. So basically, yeah, it's like it's other actors who didn't want to stay on set the whole time because they had to do other stuff. So they ju- he just wrote a different character to come and set. And it's so funny because you watch like some guy show up at the end of the party and he, he comes in and takes charge in the scene. It's like, what the fuck is this guy showing up acting like he, he's in this movie all of a sudden? <laughs> it's really funny. Isn't he replaced this guy, basically? Yeah. This guy's one of them that was supposed to be at the party, but wasn't. 
Wow. Imagine working on a movie with Tommy Wiseau. This is cool, though, too. This little sub-narrative of, of not, not knowing if the Rogan's character. Coming. Yeah. Yeah. This account was a bottomless pit. I want to know what the fuck he's, how he got his money. I think he is B.B. Cooper. Are, just, are, are, are people allowed to say that? <laughs> yeah, this guy's got a lot of money, man. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think that was dialogue in the book, but it wasn't said in this situation. It was between actors on set. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. The guy, if, if, Mar. <laughs> he's really preparing for that. <laughs> it's such a simple fucking line. Like, how can you not say that? I would have did better just totally winging it. Like, yeah. in one day. I wouldn't have had to rehearse to be like, hey, here's what you gotta say. I would just wing it. And... It's really funny, too, because you watch that scene in the movie where he comes out and gives all that dialogue, and it's like, how the fuck did that pass? How were they like, that was good? But it makes sense, because it's like they went through so many takes. It's like, man, he actually said the words? So he actually said it. So it's like, that's good enough. That's great. I I love that whole scene, though, that I think it's coming up where he's like, why are you laughing? That's a great story, Mark. Like, what? (laughs) Yeah. Right after he tells him about like some chick getting beat up, that's what he's gonna talk about. Yeah, he's gonna laugh. <laughs> Great story, Mark. Like, what? <laughs> they keep stopping him. Why are you laughing? Yeah, this is the <laughs> this is the scene where he did he just dressed himself. Yeah. He's all nervous. And that's really just like a freaking porta potty or something that he walks out. Doesn't really oh. go anywhere. Oh, really? It's a porta potty. It's like, but it's made to look like he's coming up. It's something. Yeah, it doesn't actually go anywhere. How do they're they're reading the lines to him? How are they just like? They're like, yeah, this sounds normal. I'd have been like, you want to rewrite these lines? What is line? It's funny, though, because he's like, oh, yeah, that didn't really happen. Greg's an asshole. And then they do it in the movie, and it's like, yeah, that was, that was what happened. Jeez. Oh, my God. This is weird. <laughs> this is weird, isn't it? It's like, all, it's, this is deja vu to the 10th degree. Like, we did just watch this. Yeah, and talk. About, we weren't talking about it, but I hit her. You're doing great, man. See, imagine if the whole shoot was like this. Imagine if Tommy never got better Dude, at doing he's like, his line. He's in almost every scene, man. I'm mm-hmm. sure the whole thing was like this. It did get smoother, though. He did kind of like learn to remember his lines a little bit better. Is that what they said in the book? Yeah. I would have used that take. I know it'd be funny. He's looking right at the camera. <laughs> it's not like it would have made the movie fucking off kilter. <laughs> I would just, I would just say like, how about you just walk through and said I didn't hit her, and then just say hi, Mark. Yeah, let's just change the fucking <laughs> script. Like I didn't hit her. This is bullshit. Hi. 
And this really happened. He gave him a fucking bottle Something to hold, to and, and that made him better. <laughs> and it's funny because it's just like the way this scene shows up in the movie is really weird too. Because it, remember that? Remember how when we watched it, we were like, "Did we just skip a scene?" Yeah. It just kind of like does a quick dissolve to the shot. I wish they addressed what they fucking did with Chris R in that whole scene. They don't. Yeah. Because <laughs> they tackle him and then he's just gone and then they come back. Like, so they call the cops? They beat the shit out of him in the alley? What'd they do with him? <laughs> oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> what if they did? What if they're just like, now do it, but don't suck? Do it again. He just comes in with an empty water bottle. It's kind of <laughs> weird. Maybe that's why it was just an abrupt dissolve to, like, oh, yeah, he he came in with a water bottle. Where'd he get that? Like, this movie could have also incorporated all the all the time it took to edit the movie, too, in which Tommy was really pissing the guy off that he was working with. Like, why do you want to use this take? Yeah, it, it was an Orson Welles situation, man. He had his... He had his he had his hand in too many different things. It's like you hire someone to edit, let them do their job. You hire mm-hmm. someone to be the set manager, let them do their job, you know? Do you think she's attractive, Allison Brie? She's pretty cute. Dude, D- Dave Franco looks like a ba- They're. I think she's only like a year older. She's, I think she's like a couple years older than him. But he's. he looks like he's fucking 20, man. And that beard looks fake as hell. Yeah, it does. I noticed that in the theater. It looks like it's glued. Looks like it's glued on. I noticed it when we saw the uh, the teaser. Actually, like, yeah, that beard looks really weird. Which is funny. It works for the movie. It's fine. Mm-hmm. If anything, we could just if they just left out the scene where he had to shave it, we could have just thought that that's how bad the prop was. <laughs> if people didn't see the actual movie. This is the scene where he's laughing. <laughs> Great story, Mark. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, it would have been interesting to see, like, if they they put how he wrote a lot of the script while he was wherever he went. Because remember I told you he, like, left for a while. And yeah. he's like, I got to make more money. Dude, I'm lo- I'm looking at him right now, and I'm wondering where is his head really at when you're on the set. Like, what is he thinking? What's going through his mind? He literally tells him. He tells him that story. Beat her so bad, she ended up in a hospital on Guerrero Street. <laughs> ha 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 ha! Good story, Mark. And they tell him to stop. Like, what's so funny? He's telling you something very serious. Why are you laughing? Do it again. And then he keeps laughing and doing it. Like, what's going through his head? Like, anybody could process that. Like, oh yeah, okay, I won't laugh. Why does he keep doing it? I don't know. What He's if he really it. was trolling everybody and he was making a bad movie on purpose? Well, he's going to do it again. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Maybe it's like the, he, he has to be trolling. Maybe he just doesn't feel natural when he's filming a, she- a scene, so he just did something that he... F- he thought he could pull off convincingly. Like, oh, I can laugh a little bit convincingly. I think he's like Oz from Leprechaun. He's got a child's brain. Maybe. This is this is real, too. Like, he was 
that they were thinking that was a big reason why that he he hired that kid to do all the behind the scenes stuff is so that he could watch it and hear all the shit they're saying about him. That's my favorite line of the whole movie. Oh, I love burrito. That looks good. It's such I a want weird. a burrito. Oh, I love burrito. What's your favorite kind of burrito? Beef and bee, beef and cheese or BBB for pork? Um, Be- yeah. <laughs> no, man, I don't know. I like everything. I like beef and bean. I like everything. And I put some hot sauce on my burrito, baby. No, you look good to me. No, you look good to me. Uh oh, it's about to turn real. It's about to become one of those fucking revenge movies, you know, like those jealousy movies. <laughs> what if like that was his way of getting? He, he he decided he had to get like split them up, and he decided I'm gonna fuck his wife. No, have her killed. This is where the movie feels like it's gonna turn dark, and he murders his fucking wife, his girlfriend. <laughs> oh, Greg, now we can be together forever. <laughs> he he comes home and she's drowned in the bathtub. I did for you, Greg. <laughs> I had to make it look like an accident. Or suicide. <laughs> he didn't even slit her wrist. He just drowned her in a bathtub. Yeah, he did that. <laughs> could you drown yourself? I mean, I get it. You could you could, uh, you could, could throw yourself in a situation where you couldn't possibly get out of it. And you could drown. Like, if you threw yourself in the ocean or whatever. And I don't know. But if could you literally, like... Bury your face underwater in a bathtub and stay down there till you blacked out and drowned. Could you do that? I don't or would know. Your, would your instincts, no matter what, make you come up for air? It's it like probably you might even pass out, but then you would probably like kind of just rise up and still be able to. It's kind of like can you uh, can you snap your own neck? Yeah, probably not. I, I've always thought like there's no way you could snap your own neck. How could you do that? Like I mean, it's just weird, but. I've always seen in movies where people do that and stuff, so I don't know if it's true or not. That's that's probably why they always have to hang themselves, yeah. Brad Pitt, do this in Legend of the Fall. Yeah, when you were telling, like, the first time recording this at this point, you're talking about their story still, and I'm, I'm like, <laughs> I'm laughing at shit I'm seeing, like him with the sock on. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you're not even noticing what we're why watching anymore. I know, I was so in the moment, man. You're why is he wearing a, a... You're in a rage, man. Why was he wearing a sock? I mean, I think they could do better than a sock. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to touch him, dude. Like, fucking. <laughs> How does he keep that sock on? That's what I'm saying. It's so weird. Like, Is it a special kind of sock that's the elastic is, like, tighter? I don't know, but it is the, the real socks that they use actually like go over their balls too. Is that over uh, his balls? It doesn't look like that. Looks like a tube sock. They're low budget. Uh, even though they're not really low budget because he has a bunch of money. I'm surprised he didn't try and convince him to go totally method. Like, no, I need my real penis out. You know, I, I am surprised. Or like maybe he really wanted to have sex for the fucking role. Mm-hmm. He probably couldn't even get a hard on though. He just seems so asexual. Right. I would like to ask the actress. Did he have a? Because you know you have to ask. I mean, like actors have come out and said, yeah, like people have asked that question. Like when you're doing a sex scene in a movie, do you get like aroused? And a lot of them do. You know, it just happens. Yeah, they have to stop or something. Or you just go with it. You know, whatever. Right. Um, 
But like, I would ask, like, hey, so did he get aroused? Did you feel like a? Did you feel that sock get bigger? She'd probably say no. She's a bit more attractive than the real Lisa. <laughs> you think? Yeah, the real Lisa's fucking a dog, man. Look at this. I love this. Go look on his ass. You know, that's just, that's why he did it, just so that his ass would be... Yeah, in the camera, front center. In the camera, yeah. That's so fucking weird, man. (laughs) Yeah, the the girl, when they were filming it, was actually more standoffish of of him, of Tommy, because she didn't know, yeah. Like, he's adding all these sex scenes. It's just like, is he just well, doing this? And then she didn't want to do another one when he requested it, so they just kind of, like, uh, put in the same one again. Yeah, used footage. Yeah, like, that was something they they fought about in the editing room was, does this really need to be, like, five minutes long, the sex scene? It's ridiculous. <laughs> and he kept saying, like, yeah, we got to use every inch of footage in it. He needs his ass to sell this movie. Ha uh-huh. ha! Did this really happen? Where he blew up at this part? I know. I watch you guys talk about me. Yeah, he did fire him over it, and they got a new DP. In the movie, he never really fires anybody. I don't think. Well, he no, he gets fired. Seth Rogen doesn't come back, but I think the DP comes back, doesn't he? I think I don't know. Oh, okay. I don't know. What we'll to what we'll to watch? Man, he's got a, he's got a, he's given up a good thing, man. He's given up a free apartment. Mm-hmm. Where's he going to, Is he's not working. How's he going to have all this money to pay for it? What does she do again? Um, I don't think they mention. She obviously works somewhat in the industry because the whole Brian Cranston connection. Mm-hmm. Not bad. <laughs> Big strong kid. Apparently, like, when he moved into the apartment, there was a bunch of, like, stains from where he dyed his hair. Gross. Black oh, yeah. Hair. I wonder what his uh, real hair color is then. He's probably just turning gray. and He doesn't want people to see it. Because he's 19? Yeah. <laughs> and this was real, too. That He really had a fu- his own director's bathroom. I'd do that, too. I definitely have breast cancer. Yeah. This really happened too, where she like had a heat stroke or whatever. Cause he didn't want to pay to have air conditioning, but he paid for so much frivolous shit. Other stuff. Like what? Why was this part? After this happened, they, they ended up pretty much telling him like, we're going to quit if you don't get air conditioning. And the- well, there's like union laws. There's all kinds of things. I mean, yeah. So it never comes back. I don't have time to explain script to you right now, okay? What is this this makeup? So this breast cancer thing never comes back. It's a hundred degrees. Makeup, Tommy. If you're not gonna pay for air conditioning, you I I guess I can kinda see his point. Like, yeah. Stuff happens in life that never comes back, but it's like this is a movie though. 
Yeah. You, you only have so long. You want to make sure you're using all that time effectively. <laughs> I would love to be on the receiving end of a fucking bitch fit from Wiseau. Yeah. Which, which, according to this and all the press they're doing, I guess his name's Wiseau. I always thought it was Wiseau. Like Wiseau. Wiseau. I thought it was Wiseau. Well, I, I went through Tommy Wiseau, then I went, then I started saying Tommy Wiseau, like Tommy Wiseau, like that. But if you watch all the press they're doing, um, they keep calling him Tommy Wiseau, and then uh, that's what Franco's calling him on, like Kimmel, and and he's getting introduced as when he comes out, Tommy Wiseau. I don't think that sounds natural. It's a made up name anyway. Oh yeah, so it doesn't fucking matter. He got it from like it means something like bird or something in some other language. And there was like a chapter or something about like when he when he first moved to the U.S. He was uh, he had some job or something where he was working with birds. I'm I'm reading through. Uh, I meant to do it earlier, but we got some comments that I'd like to read some through various videos here. Um, I'll try and read just the commentary ones because I've got some I got some um, deep end ones too. Let me see. Oh, man. I've gotten quite a few. Hold on. Nice. Yeah. Uh, we have a, a new... Uh, somebody... I don't think I've ever seen this commenter before. Uh, Tracy White. I don't remember... I don't know how to pronounce this middle name. Tracy Reich White or Rishay White. Not sure. But Tracy commented on our... <laughs> commented on our brain scan commentary. I remember watching this on HBO and I loved it. I have a and can watch any movie that has ever been made and ever will be made. I'm going to put this on right now. Thanks for sharing. Um, do you know what that is? I never heard of it. Uh, they ended up, I ended up commenting back, um, you know, said, oh, I'd lo- it is I'd a lo- great movie. I wish they'd put it out on Blu-ray. I don't, uh, <laughs> at first I was like, is this like a promotion for, you know, oh shit. <laughs> ignore that i hate it i hate playing on these and you can hear that but let's see and then i i reply um oh because when i asked about it, i was like yeah it's like well well you know we usually watch it on voodoo or whatever yada 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 and they end up replying uh i'm actually watching it right now you can just go to facebook and search and then they actually put it <laughs> so maybe there's like spam and but, but then they seem also legit. Like it's the shit though. I can get movies from 1901 and onward. You get all the sports stuff like pay per view. I'm like ah, dude. She goes on and on and on. Maybe uh, it's like that that website I use for to like watch movies. Remember that? But at, the, but, at the, but at the end, maybe it's not like spam because it also sounds like someone that's legit. Because she's like, I hope this helps you. P.S. At the bottom of the screen, it warns you not to buy one from Amazon or eBay, or it won't be covered by the one-year warranty. And these fake boxes sold um, in would shut you down. So who knows if she's legit or not? I don't know if it's like a. Maybe yeah. should ble- every time I every time I say <laughs> bleep it out because I don't want to sit there and promote shit. You know, <laughs> right. that's funny. Uh, what else we got here? Just in case she's a robot. No, I don't think it's a robot. I think it's a legit person. Um, no, well, no, because she also makes other comments. She also comments on, um, oh, you know what? I think she is legit because, um, I, I looked at her channel just to make sure she wasn't a bot and she followed, 
she made a playlist of all her favorite Phil and Selmo interviews, and that's in ours. One of ours was in there. Oh. And then I then I commented, uh, hey, I found your channel because wait, no, I said, hey, uh, from the looks of your channel, it looks like you might have found found us from the Phil interview, yada, yada. And I, I said, hey, we got another one. Why don't you check that one out? I don't think she had seen it. And then she goes, absolutely. I found your channel because of that Phil. I've been a Pantera fan, yada, yada, since 91. So uh, and then she goes on and on and on about Phil. So, yeah, she is a real person. So it just kind of. She was literally, I think she was legit making a suggestion, like, check this out. And it just kind of sounded like she was selling it. Mm. Stream smart. But uh, yeah, when we started talking about Pantera, there was a big thread there. Ooh, shoot, excuse me. This Let was me real, to- too. Yeah. He started making noises and s- stuff after he shot himself originally. The Brattlesnake Bradley Taylor commented on our uh, Sleepaway Camp 3. Uh, <laughs> this one's funny, man. He goes, if you're associated with Mac and Zach Save the World, can you ask them to do a drinking game for Return to Sleepaway Camp every time Alan says, your ass stinks? <laughs> and then... Uh, you're you're going to regret that one day being associated with Mac and Zach Save the World. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then I then uh, commented back and I addressed, yeah, I'm not sure if this is a joke or not, but if, if you're, you know, maybe... Because I know he had commented on some of your stuff. I'm like, hey, he addressed on his last drunk commentary that he now realizes you guys are commenting. So <laughs> you can feel free to comment this stuff on there now. <laughs> Make mm-hmm. the requests. Um, but it is relevant to the commentary because it's Sleepaway Camp. We, we we probably will do that. But the only problem is with doing like a game out of it was we have to listen to the movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, but he might just be joking, though. I'm not even sure. Uh, we had uh, another new commenter, Hod Watt. Uh, Hod Watt, that's what the name is, commented on our Pet Cemetery commentary. The ultimate feel-bad Stephen King movie. Mm-hmm. Um, then we had we had uh, some band called Gorbath. <laughs> Gorbath Official, probably just trying to like shield their band name, uh, commenting on our... Uh, uh, interview with Nails Todd Jones. He just basically commented, uh, you know, best hardcore punk bands ever, one of them, yada, yada. You know, I mean, I don't know. Sometimes bands do that and they just kind of want to get their band name out there, you know. It's possible. I it's edited possible. that interview first time. First yeah. time I edited one of the bands. It's interview. a fun interview. And then uh, trusty old Adrian Mendoza commented, he re listened to our Mortal Kombat commentary. <laughs> he already commented on that like a long time ago. Oh shoot! God, I hate I hate playing these videos. You can fucking hear them, man. <laughs> I can't we're breaking the wall, man. We're we're meta. <laughs> so, Adrian Mendoza, you're hardcore, man. We love the hell out of you. It's funny because he was commenting on this one way back when it came out, um, and commenting, and <laughs> he comments again uh, nine months later, saying, "I love listening to these old commentaries," and he's making more timestamps. Highlander fucking sucks. I love that. Z- <laughs> I love that Zach focuses in on Kano's nipple in the photo montage, uh, and then he says the director or editor must have hated or was busting John Claude's chops. Well, thank you for uh, going back, and that's really cool that people are uh, listening to the old ones repeatedly. I, so. I remember doing that back in the day with with uh, BGM, the old episodes. Oh, really? Listening to them more than once. I actually listened to the the Christmas one this this Christmas. Which one? A couple weeks ago. Which one? The Christmas episode. Which one? I forgot what you talked about on it, but yeah, you put one out. 
Uh, we'll get to the movie here in a second. I'm just trying to get to these comments. We have, oh, we do have a, a little bit. <laughs> we have a detractor. We have a detractor. Let me read the detractor on the Gremlins commentary. Gremlins ripoffs. Like- <laughs> I hate how I got to fucking play that every time. <laughs> Okay, I thought, so whoa, am I talking? My mouth isn't moving. How'd that happen? So um we have this gentleman, Choco Bear five five five. Never he's never commented before to my knowledge. He goes, Um, weren't you guys supposed to focus on gremlins? What's up with your obsession with Rod Belding? Who the fuck cares about Rod Belding? <laughs> and and then I messaged Riverman because that's when I sent that screenshot you guys and i'm like see no one wants to hear that shit river because i got onto him and i want to address that river man intentionally trolls me like that because he knows it gets on my fucking nerves <laughs> and that's the podcast where he kept going back to remember we'd be talking about god knows we'd be on something totally different he would talk about rod belding like we're not talking about that we'd talk about the movie we'd be going into it and he'd come up and chime in thinking he's going to talk about what we're talking about and he comes back hey i found out what i found out this is rod belding's like motherfucker he kept going back to rod belding <laughs> and it was making me mad. So, Riverman, let this be a testament. It's annoying as fuck. He, that, so, it's annoying people as much as uh, Corey G annoyed you. Yeah, man. It's anno- but see, Todd's just, he's just trying to troll, man. And uh, I'm not going to let Todd on anymore if he's going to do that. Mark my words. Oh, you got to stop trolling, Todd. I'm going to Corey G his ass. I'm going to Corey G his ass. No, I'm just kidding. I love Todd, but hopefully he'll stop doing that. Um, oh, we got a nice uh, comment from yet another new poster named Rooster Montgomery. Um, and he comments on our um, Slew Your Short to Seek the Plumber commentary. Nice. Yeah, and it's pretty pretty, pretty lengthy. Nice job, guys. Here's some trivia based on what you said and some pretty cool trivia. Michael Bauer is actually the... <laughs> Michael Bauer is actually the obsessed alumni, not Trevor Easter. So we must have got that wrong. Uh, he legally changed his given name and is now a tattooed muscular bisexual. I knew that. That's Trevor Easter. Uh, Bauer has been selling low quality bootleg Blu-rays on eBay for years. <laughs> really? <laughs> that surprised me. Doesn't surprise me. Um, I was watching a lot of the reunion stuff they had. They've had a couple of reunions in the past few years. And Michael Bauer is like the champion. He's the only one that it seems like he wants to be there. He's just all in your face. He loves it. So it doesn't surprise me that he's selling bootleg Blu-rays of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also goes, Zeke is wearing a mask. Budnick states, now he wears a big ugly mask on his face because he was scorched. Because we were talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I never caught that. Because it's true. It's like, I never, I'm like, are they, is that supposed to be his face and they're playing that off and that's just bad effects? <laughs> uh, it didn't make any sense because like his nose is because his nose was supposed to have gotten bitten off but it's like why does the mask have no nose and a bandaid on it then so it kind of confused you but <laughs> that makes it even better if he's really supposed to be wearing a mask um, and then he goes Ugg did portray Zeke Kirk Bailey confirmed it at Kamikaze Expo 2012 I, I already knew that though I don't think we questioned that um, exteriors were filmed at the Franklin Canyon Park and the Griffith Park Boys Camp in Los Angeles California interiors were filmed on sound stages nice um, that's cool though, and uh, I've got a whole bunch of other comments too on 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 the the deep end for the ghost one. So we'll talk about it on the deep end, but nice. Uh, so yeah, I'll save those for for uh for that podcast. That's cool though, man. But we have a lot of new commenters, mm-hmm. and we love it. So pe- new people come out, uh, old people keep keep posting more and more and more. I like I like seeing repeat faces. That's great. Mm-hmm. This was real too. They really did get in a fight in one of the shots. Of the of uh, Tommy tackling him 
was from that conversation. Oh, really? So they, they it was intact in the movie? Yeah. You are a villain. He cuts him deep. <laughs> Those gloves. Yeah, this is funny, too, because uh, it's funny because they, they finished rapping and all they had to do was, uh, like, exterior shots, like a, a B camera team mm-hmm. needed to go to, you know, second uh, San Francisco and shoot some some exterior shots. And then he's like, oh, Greg, you want to come? And then, like, they get there and he, he tells them, like, oh, I, I wrote a couple scenes to shoot here. And he's like, what? We were only supposed to shoot like fucking exterior shots. And they shot like the scene where they're at, they're drinking coffee at the whatever that was. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is where he's the billboard man. Mm-hmm. That'd be crazy. I mean, <laughs> he looks like he's got a shorter haircut there. Yeah. Did I just never notice it? And Tommy's got his hair in a ponytail in that picture or something. Oh, uh, in in the pon- in the picture, it looks like he does have a ponytail. Oh, really? Uh, on the cover, yeah. I guess I never noticed. Which he never has a ponytail in the fucking movie. <laughs> Not once. There's a couple shots I noticed it while you were telling your story the first time we watched this through this part. Yeah, but like he looks like a Mark, the bass player from Blink One Eighty Two. He does not look like fucking Mark Hoppus at all. Hoppus, yeah, he kind of does in certain so. shots. I don't think so at all. Not not the brother here, but Tommy was so. Oh, Tom was so. Yeah, like just random shots. I kept thinking he looked like that dude. When you watched this in the theaters, did you stay for the Easter egg? I didn't get to go see this in the theater actually. Oh, that's right. Is this going to be on here? I wonder. Did you watch it the first time? You saw it then. Mm-hmm. It's on here. Okay, which is totally weird. You know the story behind that, right? Yeah, you you mentioned that. I'll yeah. mention it again for the sake of this commentary. Uh, so basically, obviously, this is an ad- adaptation from Greg Sestero's book, so they had to obtain those rights, but they also had to obtain Tommy Wiseau's life rights, right? Because it's still his story, mm-hmm. essentially. Um, so they drummed up their business deal, and in Tommy Wiseau's contract, it was that he wanted a scene he wanted to be in the movie. And so, and James Franco said, you know, I, I, that's fine. That was okay with me because I wanted him in the movie. Um, so when I called upon him, he was adamant about, I want a scene with you. And I'm like, he said, I, what? Like Tom, he said, Tommy, you can only play yourself. And if I'm playing you and you clearly can't be anybody but Tommy was so, it's going to confuse the fuck out of people. So we can't do it. So when he was, uh, kind of, kind of difficult, he said, you know, like basically it's like he was adamant. He had to have a scene with me. And so the only way I could think to make him happy was to do like a Marvel thing. <laughs> we'll put an Easter egg scene after the end of the credits. That way it's not a big deal if it becomes meta and crazy and confusing because the movie's over. It'll be after mm-hmm. the credits. Mm-hmm. So, which I don't know if Tommy was so won out in that deal. Do you think it would have benefited him more being in the movie that people are going to see? Probably. <laughs> you know, like regardless or and him just not being with fucking James Franco or being an Easter egg. Probably being in the movie, but he probably figured like, oh, I got to act opposite to James Franco in the scene because that was probably like the biggest name he knew of in the movie. Yeah, of so course. He probably wanted to make but sure it would have. But it wouldn't. Be, I mean, what about? I don't know. He didn't have to talk. He could have been like the limo driver and put a mustache on him or something. 
Mm-hmm. Or he could have been one of the agents or he could have been something. Just I don't know. I think it would have benefited him a little bit more to not have him. And that's the thing. Like when people watch a movie in the theater, like just the audience reaction, even like if people don't realize, oh, that was the real time. It was so like the audience reaction to it would have, you know, clued them in. Like when they laugh, like, ah, ha, ha. And then they're like, oh, that must have been like. Because obviously he's going to talk weird, so yeah. they would have picked up on it. I don't know. It, there would would there have been a point in the movie where it would have been okay to have him in, the, the, like I said, everybody was in on the joke, like the audience was like, ah, it's the real time, so it has to be. I probably would have thrown it in the movie, let him do it. But the thing is, is it would have confused a lot of people who never saw the room. Maybe. Possibly, yeah. Uh, because that's the thing. Maybe they were thinking about those people. Because not that you know, the room's a huge cult thing, but well, in the grand commercial scheme of things, not that many people have seen it. Mm-hmm. You know, because when you think about this movie, wasn't a big hit. It didn't do a lot of money, but I. But when you look at the money it made compared to how much it cost, a lot of people saw this without seeing the room. I think. Mm-hmm. Which which is weird to me to think about. Yeah, I mean, it would like you. We mentioned earlier how. What if somebody never saw the room and they were watching this movie? What would they think of Tommy's character? Is he like serial rapist? Is he like a <laughs> you know? I know I know my mom wanted to see this movie, so maybe, maybe I'll take it over there and, and watch. Yeah, it with see her. what her opinion is because it's like I, I think you can get something out of it if you've never seen the room. Maybe something different that we couldn't get. She she's interested in seeing the room after finding out about this movie and seeing stuff about it, but she's never seen it. And I'm sure it helped the room out too. Like I said, Tommy Wiseau's been doing a lot of screenings for the room in the wake of this movie even more than usual it's coming to every theater apparently for one tuesday day. tuesday mm-hmm. or or wednesday maybe it's wednesday is it yeah well i thought about going to see it but wednesday i'll be in new york so it's like well, maybe i should try and i need to see if there's tickets available for the one that he's at yeah it's probably sold out though that'd be nice to like maybe you could just sneak in Oh, be, or you can you and Josh James can meet up and you can beat the crap out of each other and j- just go to the ticket taker and be like some some asshole beat us up and took our tickets. <laughs> Detroit Rock City, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, is- and just hope that they have like a wallet with something in it that you know about. They're at the premiere. This is my movie. This is my life. This is exactly when we stopped ta- telling the story yeah. the last time <laughs> because your story ended with. This is my movie, this is my life. And then I went, I can imagine uh, the Lush saying that at his premiere. Because that's kind of what we. That, we that's not relevant because we, we bleeped that out, Zach. We didn't talk <laughs> about it. Now <laughs> nobody knows what you're fucking talking about. Yeah, basically, uh, he made he was involved in making a movie. Oh, let's not us. bring that back. Come on. Uh, yeah, I won't. I, won't. I, just, <laughs> I just wanted to fill them in on what they didn't understand. But this is real, too. Uh, the original movie in the theater had two YSO film logos. They took one of them out for the DVD release. And they left the shittier one in. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't understand, because the second one's a little bit better. A little yeah. more impressive. A little more branding. The other one looks like it was on a DOS computer. <laughs> Hi. See, this is going to be hard to not just want to watch. I have something for you. So, Yeah. Dude, it would be so awkward. I've always thought about that. If you like put your heart and soul on making a movie, you always have to go to a premiere. Like, mm-hmm. wouldn't you like feel nervous? Like, man, because you don't know how good your movie is. You might love it, but you get tunnel vision with stuff. You get a little too close to it. Mm-hmm. Then you got, then you're in a 
then you're in a fucking room with all these people who have never seen it, man. Or can you imagine us uh, being in the crowd for a test test screening? <laughs> they didn't touch on any of the uh, the having to overdub things, too. Yeah, they didn't touch on it. Didn't touch on oh, it. hi, Danny. Anything for my girl. <laughs> I wonder if there was some shots where he was medicated and that's why he had to like look re-dub. super medicated. Cause yeah, apparently he showed up the the scene where he had to like right before he committed suicide <laughs> and he had to tear stuff off the walls and stuff. Like I, if you know he always looks really tired or something yeah. when he's doing that. It's because he he took he was on something for a cold or something. Dude, I, I love the look on everybody's fucking face in the theater. It's great. That's probably how it really was in real life. Mm-hmm. Like, I love that you missed it, but the scene where Josh Hutcherson was looking at himself on screen. He's looking at his part, and he's kind of smiling, but he looked around and got a fucking dis- forward straw look on his face. I was kind of surprised that this was in the movie, because in the book, it ends with the lights going off during the premiere, and they start watching it. Oh, really? It just kind of leaves it up to your imagination. But they, they he did oh. set up. On the big screen, this ass. <laughs> he did set up, though, that he had already watched the movie with his parents and everybody, and they were laughing about it. That's so funny. Everybody's doing the fucking gross sound effects when they see his ass, dude. <laughs> Can you imagine that was you in the theater? Like, hey, fuck you guys. Hi, doggy. <laughs> oh, I didn't realize it was you. What's funny, too, is, like, he didn't even notice the dog sitting there because it was so good at sitting there. Yeah. He didn't notice the dog was there. And then, like, one of the later takes, he's like, is that the real thing? And she's like, yeah. <laughs> and he was asking, like, is that a real dog? Like, yeah, it is. Of course. <laughs> Why would she have a fake dog there? Dude, this is so funny. Like, I don't know. I- I see all the actors start getting in on it and they all start laughing, but I, I don't know. I, I would be embarrassed too, but I guess at some point I'd have to be like, Hey, this is my fault. I'm, I'm, I'm going to feel bad for the director and I'm going to laugh at this shit. Yeah. I think some of the, this is probably mostly fiction because I know for a fact that he didn't embrace people laughing at his movie that night. Cause he went through quite a while where he was pissed off that yeah. people were making fun of it. It just made for a good rapper and ending. Yeah. Know? And it's got a good message. Like, how can it be terrible if it brings joy to people? Yeah. You know? So maybe it didn't have the intent that he wanted, but. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, they just kind of show it happening on the rooftop and didn't really tell us why it's there now. I bought some drugs, okay? (laughs) I always. this scene always like, like that scene where he falls and then that camera shot of his face. Yeah, that's weird. Up close. It's such a weird shot. <laughs> That'd be so crazy, man. <laughs> Do you think it was ever this bad at the opening night though? Where they're all laughing though? I don't know. There, I, I never heard anything. Clearly, for it to have the reputation that it has, it had to have been this bad at some point because mm-hmm. everybody kept going to see it. Yeah. I remember in the book it mentioned like a, a certain person that went and saw it every night with his buddies. Like a, a, a big fan that was writing him letters. Like he was one of the first people to see 
to have seen the movie. Because yeah, nobody was going to watch Dude, this movie. This, this movie would have this movie would be such a fun experience in a theater, though. I have mm-hmm. fun just watching it with my brother, like at his apartment or whatever, just kind of laughing at it. But I lo- but if you go on Tuesday or Wednesday, whenever it's playing everywhere, you know it's going to be packed with nothing but room fans. So it's going to be nothing mm-hmm. but a big laugh fest. People going to be throwing shit, quoting the movie, throwing the spoons. Dude, that'd be screen. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be great, man. I really want to go. Uh, I was going to hold off because I got. Crow, what day? What day is it? Is it Tuesday or is it Wednesday that it's playing? Um, probably a Tuesday. It's usually when new movies come, right? Well, I am going. No, it's Friday. You're thinking okay. new new music day used to be Tuesday. Uh, the room in theaters. Where the fuck are you? One night only. That kind of sucks. I wish it was longer. Yeah, so that's what's screwing me over. It's only on one night only, and it's Wednesday. I leave that morning for New York, so I can technically see it if I want Wednesday night when I get to New York. Right. The The Tommy was so premiere, I think that's like the next week. Mm-hmm. Oh, the Tommy was so screening. How long are you going to be in New York? Uh, Two and a half weeks. Right. You see that poster behind them? Well, yeah. it might not show it, but it, it showed like all of them on it. And it's like a really badly photoshopped one. That was a real poster, too, that they made for the movie you didn't use. They fucking love it, man. Dude, that is crazy because I've never, you've never, if this is the really the way people reacted, no, no movie gets this response, you know? Mm hmm. <laughs> like, that would be the funniest fucking thing. I guess, like, if if it was going to be something they would notice right away, it would be the people that made it and knew how bad the script was. So, yeah, they probably were laughing in the theater. It's hard telling if they were this loud. And they they might have even, like, been quiet for Tommy's sake. <laughs> I'm fed up with this world. <laughs> the TV, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I could have fucking killed somebody. <laughs> what if somebody like walking by? <laughs> there would be a totally different story for him right now. He he ends up killing himself anyway, so I guess you. Oh, it doesn't never. matter. Oh, look, it's got a message at the end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, <laughs> I just looked at the time of the movie. It's just an hour and thirty-one minutes. It seems like. Oh, I thought, I, for some reason, I was thinking this movie was over two hours now, because we just spent more than two hours recording this. I love that. Do it! God forgive me. <laughs> that shot's funny. when, it, Like, the Where's way the he blood? falls back in slow motion. <laughs> but he's cheering. <laughs> and what's she, what's she crying about? What, what reason does she have to cry now? Do they have, um, I don't know. That's not where the movie ended. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? There's supposed to be the whole scene where she's like, well, you have me. Right. <laughs> the curtains just decided, like, that's enough of that. Yeah, look at him. I wonder if he really did that. <laughs> probably not. He probably left, never came back. I think he did have a speech after the movie. Like, fuck all you guys. 
Look I hope you enjoyed my comedy. My black comedy. Yeah, he was going on <laughs> touting that it was a black comedy after. Once he accepted it. <laughs> Glad you like my comedic movie. <laughs> the thing is, is it's not funny if he comes if he comes out and tries to admit that it was intentionally a comedic, it's not funny. Yeah. It's not. It's only funny if it, because he thinks he's so serious but then, and good. But then he doesn't his his ego gets bruised, so he has to admit it. It was, but it ruins he can't it. admit it, he failed. <laughs> <laughs> the movie. The thing is, is the room's really hard to watch. It's not a good movie. I, it isn't. Yeah, you know, it's tough. It, like it, it just kind of there's, there's, there's too much. Half of it needs to go. Yeah, it would be just as enjoyable for for the schlock that it is. Half as long because there's a lot that just kind of like plods along. Like, dude. The fucking ten minute long sex scene, for instance. Yeah, but I could see how it'd be. Maybe all that would be super fun if you were in a crowded room that was keeping it entertaining, like if people that, yelling. Uh, yeah, just wondering how the fuck this made it into a theater. The room was released in one theater on June twenty seventh, two thousand three. Tommy paid to keep it in there for two weeks in an effort to qualify for the Academy Awards. See, he had the spirit. This is a true Rocky movie. Mm-hmm. Uh. Though exact figures remain confidential, its production budget is alleged to have exceeded six million dollars. Jeez! And that—that's whenever it was showing in that one theater. There was there was like a group of friends that went every day to watch it. And that's the people I was talking about that were. I wonder. Writers. I wonder how many. I wonder how many people saw this movie and didn't realize it was based on a true story, and then they see this part, like, "Holy shit, that's the real guy." <laughs> <laughs> To this day, no one knows where Tommy is from, or where he made his money, or how old he is. Well, unless you go on Jimmy Kimmel when he did that interview with uh, Franco, he still doesn't really tell you. Yeah, he kind of gave. No, there's he snippets of there's snippets of story throughout the book too. Speak every day. They speak every day, dude. How could how would that be mm-hmm. if that that was your best friend? I mean, I, that'd be fucking awesome. That'd be so weird. <laughs> Well, it's it's a pretty inspiring movie, though it is because mm-hmm. I don't know. Like the, the general fascination behind it is the fact that you have a guy that had the dream, he had the drive, and even though he made the worst piece of shit ever and he quote unquote failed, he still accomplished the same goal. Do you the think it's the, the worst ever? Probably not. Well, is it? I mean, it's all worse that's subjective. I mean. This movie might be really bad, but at least it's got some value to it. I mean, I've seen plenty of movies that are worse that might have more of a narrative that might actually flow better, but they're just so fucking boring and mind-numbing. Mm-hmm. I don't think the original Lisa's that ugly. I, I think she's not She's not special. I mean, for a $6 million budget, you think you could have got a pretty actress. She's not, like, the hottest chick ever, but she's, she's just kind of, she's, she's plain. Mm-hmm. I wasted. I like. <laughs> I've wasted. The one on the right's hotter, though. Why is she wearing that a fucking tie on her head? Because they're supposed to be wasted. See, that's such a weird shot. And you know what? If I remember right, he fell in real life, and they thought it was just so good that they had to change uh, the camera angle and, and film him laying there and, and use it in part of the movie. Otherwise, that scene's totally fucking pointless. I mean, that must be the mm-hmm. only thing is because he fell. I mean, what? That's that's worth keeping it. He literally. <laughs> who is? What did the editor do exactly? Because I don't. They don't leave anything out of that movie. Like, you know what I'm saying? 
Yeah. Nothing got cut out of that fucking movie. It was just like rant the takes. Like they would watch one take. He'd say, that's the worst. And, and Tommy would be like, I think it's the best. And he'd be like, well, we shouldn't use that one. And he'd fight him over it. And I think they, they put this whole thing at the end credits here for those people that didn't realize it was based off a true story, you know? Because mm-hmm. otherwise, many people be confused. Like, what the fuck is wrong with James Franco? What's he doing? Well, because, I mean, yeah, people, it's like after they watch all this, it's like, no, look, you guys have to really know, for those of you who haven't watched The Room, this is how bad it is. We weren't embellishing, you know? We weren't exaggerating. <laughs> then it kind of, yeah. Oh, yeah. God, well, I want to watch the fucking scene at the end, but do we have to watch all these credits? I do like all the shitty 90s music, though. You you might as well just give your whole spiel, like, oh, yeah, if you like this, no, we, no, we're on. No, what? Oh, the, the outro. I thought you, you keep wanting me to tell a story we cut out. Like, no, we're not telling it. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we'll go ahead and start doing the spiel for the closing. And because <laughs> we want these fucking credits to end, but we want to watch the Easter egg because there's an Easter egg with uh, the real time it was so, with the fake time it was so. Uh, but no, um, I'll go ahead and say that if you guys appreciated this commentary, please feel free to share with your friends. If you're on YouTube, thank you. Fantastic. Like the video, share there, but also know we're on, you know, iTunes, Stitcher, Google play, all those places that you would normally get a podcast. Um, more appropriately, you would go to those, um, different channels because, you know, we can not edit them so much. We can have the movie actually playing in the background and I get copyright stricken uh we can you know we can do a lot of things that youtube won't let us do youtube man the grip is way strong right now so um or listen to them on both um if you guys are on itunes as well uh leave us five star ratings if you think we deserve it in comments uh ask us questions on itunes or stitcher youtube anywhere and we will try to address them uh appreciate everybody that leaves left comments uh last time around and all the people that come back for more much appreciated and uh Go ahead and go ahead and pitch uh, Mac and Zach save the world. That's Zach's other commentary he does with Mac, his partner yeah. in crime over there. Yeah, you can listen to that if you want. Follow them. They're obviously on iTunes as well. Uh, they're on uh, YouTube as well. Go over there and check them out. More slapsticky, but hilarious. Uh, you guys, you put a lot of effort into the production of that show, so it's it's it usually it pays off. Um, and you know we've got other shows too as well. Also, you guys have the option to. Get shows like this. Get shows like Mac and Zach Save the World. Uh, and also the the newest addition to the the family, uh, The Deep End with Aaron Lipscomb. That's me. Uh, which is more conversational. And you can get all those individually on all the channels we've already mentioned. Or you can just subscribe on iTunes or Google or Stitcher to the Revival House feed. Or you'll get all of the Revival House shows in one place. That's what I would do. Um, speaking of the deep end with Aaron Lipscomb we have currently up is episode three where we talk about paranormal and we share some uh, personal ghost stories and accounts and you know we talk about our opinions based on those things it's got a real campfire vibe to it I like it Uh, just a lot of fun Mm -hmm. Uh, the next episode coming up for that is a conversation I have with a a filmmaker uh, who has just finished a feature film and we kind of get political which is kind of fun, too. Uh, he's European, so a lot of different uh, opinions thrown around about different things from different perspectives. But guess what? Now we're at the big fucking finale, which I don't I don't understand what the fuck this is, man. I guess, I, I guess it's supposed to be at a after party at Greg's house. 
<laughs> so is he playing like an older version of himself? I don't know. You're from New Orleans. You from New Orleans? So what? What's the time? Chalmette. I love New Orleans. You know where Chalmette? Yeah. You want a drink or something? No, I'm not thirsty either. I just want What's your name? We need a sequel with more of these scenes in it. <laughs> My name is Tommy with Caffle Go Away. Okay, bye. <laughs> People are very strange these days. Oh, hi, Betty. <laughs> <laughs> My God. That's so fucking weird, man. Like, they should they should make a sequel <laughs> where Tommy was so is hanging out with the real Tommy was so, the older version of Tommy. They should do so. a buddy cop movie. <laughs> That'd be great, man. Uh, so, yeah, that was a totally shoehorned scene just to kind of please Tommy Wiseau, I think, to get the rights, right? <laughs> like, all right, we're going to make you, we're going to give you this pedophile mustache. We're going to pull your hair back and give you glasses. That'll be good. But it was funny, though. I'd like to see that uh, expanded upon. And it makes you want to watch uh, Best Friends whenever that's going to come out, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, is their whole career doomed to work with each other now, him and Greg Sestero? Probably. Is, it, is that just what it is? Did you ever watch, uh, uh, Oh, what movie was it? Where he was the bad guy? Not, uh, fuck. Ninja, American Ninja. What, which one was it? Fuck. I, I'm getting it mixed up. Oh, I don't know. I haven't seen it. Yeah. What is it? It's the Ninja movie. I'll have to check it out. No, you know it. You fucking know it, man. I keep mixing up all those Ninja movies. Like Ninja Assassin, American Ninja Warrior. Oh, uh, Samurai Cop. Samurai Dude. Cop. There's so many fucking Ninja movies, man. I can't. I thought you were talking about Greg Sestero was in it. <laughs> oh, God, no. No. Lord, no. I love him, dude, and Sam Rykop, too, man. <laughs> He's fucking great. Um, I, I would cast him, man. We need to we need to make a movie and, and see what his price tag is. Since he's so loaded, dude. He we would need probably to call up the Lush and get him involved. Hey, man, dude, see, here's the thing. It doesn't work when you tell us to edit that shit out and you keep bringing it up. Like People are like, what? They'll understand one day, because that'll get released someday. Yeah, okay, so none of that stuff makes sense to you guys. Try not to get too uh, blown away by it. But... Yeah, man, I would love to have Tom Wiseau. He loves he loves just being in the limelight so much. Maybe he would do our movie for free, or fuck, maybe he might finance it. I should try and reach out to him. Like, hey, you got all this money, man? You want to give us fifty thousand dollars? We'll let you have a uh, no, because he'd want creative control. He'd be on the set. It'd be horrible. I'd like, give him creative control. Like this movie needs more me. No. Anyway, that's all we got, guys. Thanks a lot. Uh, like I said, follow us everywhere. Uh, until next time, Zach, you got anything else you want to say before we uh, adios everything? I got nothing. Good, because neither do I. Bye-bye, puppets. Adios.
I'm glad you like my comedic movie. Exactly how I intended it. <laughs>